Hello, good evening. Welcome to Saturday Sport Classified. I'm Dave Moore. Coming up, we have football, hockey and rugby. We'll be getting results from all of today's fixtures. Plus, looking ahead to today's game between FCR of Man and Squires Gate. Without further ado, let's start off then with results from today, beginning with the Canada Life Premier League, and it's Douglas High School Old Boys 2, Ramsey 2, Laxey 4, Air United 3, Moran 2, Corinthians 0, Peel 3, Douglas Royal 0, Russian United 3, St John's United 0, and St George's 5, Union Mills 3. On to DPS Limited Division 2. Castletown 2, Braddon 5. Colby 2, Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys 4. Michael United 8, Douglas Athletic 0. St Mary's 3, Douglas and District 0. Canada Life Combination 1. Air United 3, Laxey 7. Corinthians 2, Moran 1. Douglas Royal 0. Peel 3. Ramsey 5. Douglas High School Old Boys 0. St John's United 1. Russian United 3. And in DPS Limited Combination 2. Douglas and District 0. St Mary's 3. Malou 5. Castletown 2. And Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys 11. Colby 1. Turning to rugby. And in the Regional 2 Northwest Division. Birkenhead Park 49, Douglas 0. Counties 3, ADM Lancashire Cheshire, Thornton Cleveleys 47, Vagabonds 0. And in the Ravenscroft Manx Trophy, Southern Nomads Whites 36, Ramsey Blues and Western Vikings 22. The game between Eastern Barbarians and Castletown and Ramsey Reds was postponed. On to hockey and the ladies Premier League Castletown B two Valkyres two, men's Premier League Vikings six Backers B two, Ramsey two Valkyres two, Backers four Castletown nil. And then in men's division one Harlequins B two Valkyres B six, Harlequins seven Vikings C one. In Ladies Division 2, Castletown 3, Harlequins B, 0. Vikings C, 0. Castletown D, 2. Ramsey B, 5, Valkyres C, 0. And in Men's Division 2, Castletown C, 2, Backers C, 1. Mixed Under 15s League, Backers 4, Vikings 8. And Castletown Sharks 2, Castletown Sabres 9 and we'll be hearing uh, some analysis on those fixtures from Ben Cunningham later in the programme and also bringing you the latest scores that we've not had in the hockey, the games that have not uh, long finished and also we'll be hearing hopefully from Dave Christian on today's rugby as well but we begin as always with uh, Tony Meppen looking back on today's football and uh, certainly one result stands out to me anyway, Tony, and that is the fact that um, Corinthians have fallen to a defeat 
to Moran, who are struggling at the bottom. What happened there? 2-0 to Moran. Well, I think, to be fair, when you look at the team sheet, Dave, uh, it answers itself. Is uh, it an FC of Man question again, of, is it? Yeah, No, no, it's okay. uh, a lot of players uh, sort of missing. Uh, Jay Chatwood, uh, his hamstring. And, uh, but, you know, Chris Cannell came in, which was good. But uh, Sean Doe, but he's only been there for a couple of half games. So um, it's just one of those. But as I said at lunchtime, Moran at home, they're all good uh, team to beat. And uh, when I looked at team sheet today for uh, Corinthians, they're very young. Uh, so we're... Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. But take nothing away from around. That's a, a cracking performance by them. And it was uh, Jacob Andrea who got uh, both goals. Uh, second goal, absolute top-notch, a wonderful goal. And uh, both goals were scored in the last five minutes. A credit to them. Well done to them. They have a habit of doing it. And when you look at the bottom of the table, uh, today those uh, three points put them on ten. And uh, I'm not too sure, did we have the old boys and Ramsey scoring? Was it a draw? 2-2. Uh, 2-2, two, two. Two, two, I thought it was. So um, with that, when you put those uh, points on there, you know, old boys go on to nine points now. So they go bottom of the table. Yep. And then you've got two teams on 10. That's uh, Onken, who didn't play today. And you've got Moran. And then St George's with their victory go on 11. That's still a cracking performance for Moran. And uh, the fact that he started the day bottom of the table. And it's only their third win of the season. Yeah, Absolutely definitely. wonderful performance it's, from them. And You know, it's brilliant when you look at it. They've only played... Uh, 11 games. I know old boys have played 11, Onken have only played 10 and uh, St George has played their 13th game today so credit to them but I've, uh, I've said before, you know, I have a habit of doing this. They can't beat the teams who are expected <laughs> to beat, uh, the, beat them and then the top teams, uh, they, they go away and take the points so terrific result and it's uh, advantage peel for the league as far as I'm concerned. And just as being in a way which is, again, the way Manx football has gone. It's kind of flipped on its head, really. I mean, a few years ago, St George's beating Union Mills was a given. But the fact that today St George's were down at the bottom of the table, Union Mills in the third, and yet St George's, great result for them, one they needed, a 5-3 yep. victory over Union Mills. Yeah, it was. And uh, certainly uh, today, I think the forward line was Johnny Myers and Kieran McNulty, from what I hear, whether that is the truth. I don't know, but uh, one goal for Johnny Myers. Kieran McNulty with two. He's still a cracking player. When you think of it, it's only a couple of months ago, wasn't it? He was playing for FC Isle of Man. Uh, Sean Quay as well, terrific defender and uh, massive experience to him. And uh, when you look at uh, Connor Birch, he was uh, in the team today and he's a really good player as uh, well. But uh, Union Mills, I think they'll be happy enough with that because three goals, um, but when you look at it, it's uh, down to a couple of real top goal scorers this season for them. Luke Booth got one, Tyler Hughes got the other, and Owen Quayle, who's normally defending them, mm -hmm. was scoring them today. So well <laughs> done to uh, Owen. But uh, big, big uh, three points for St George's because I know um, just before Christmas they're getting a little bit worried looking at the table and where are we going with all this. And then obviously uh, when Chris Bass and Sean Quay came back to St George's and with one or two uh, coming back in, Joel Ibanez, is home from America now, full stop, I think. So mm -hmm. he's a massive plus for them. Johnny Kane as well, uh, injury is gone. So he's uh, back in, Ireland squad member. So it's all looking a little bit rosier now for St George's. But uh, the thing is, with Moran winning, OK, old boys under a little bit of pressure now. Mm. And I think uh, Onken will be just looking over their shoulder, looking at play 10 with 10 points. They're into that uh, sort of relegation zone alongside Douglas Royal. Well, it is a five-way battle. We often hear in the English Premier League, there's a 40-point margin as the safety, you know, often here. Is there a safety margin in the Canada Life Premier League in the Isle of Man, a points target to reach? Yeah, good question, that, Dave. Uh, I used to always say 14, mm -hmm. but not now. I think okay. uh, now you need to sort of be up the, 
late 19s, 20 mark. And when you look at uh, the games that they play here, it's 24 games. Uh, so, uh, you know, Onken have got 14 left. Royal have got 12 left. Old Boys have got uh, 13. St George have only got 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look at Manan, they've got uh, foot, uh, 13 to play. So it's all to play for. But, uh, you know, when you look at the top of the table now, uh, that's just spun completely today. And to me, it's uh, for Peels to lose now. Well, yes, although, as I mentioned last week, you know, you want the points in the bag, not the games in hand. But Corinthians are, what, 11 points now behind leaders, Peel. Um, but they do have three games in hand. Win those three. That's a two-point difference. I'm sure they've got to play Peel again this season, beat Peel, and then, you know, it's back in there. It court is, but, again, isn't it? You yeah. know, but, but again, as I said, Peel have got those points in the bag. Yeah, and I think one of those games that rearranges Peel at Peel so it's it's like a six-pointer, Dave. Mm -hmm. You know, if Corinthians lost that one, it's it's done. Uh, but with, you don't see Peel sort of dropping uh, too many points. But uh, Corinthians, they keep losing players through injury and FC Alleman selection. You know, when you look at it over recent times, forget Sean Doyle because he's been injured. But, you know, Owen Sherrod's missing now. Phil Kelly's in and out a little bit. Uh, and uh, you also look at Ronan McDonald. It's... Um, it, it really is savage for them, but it is what it is. You know, we wish uh, the players well playing for FC Alaman, but it doesn't help Ben Qualter and everybody else uh, trying to uh, pick a team that's there each week. Yeah. Um, I was, what was else I was going to say to you? I mean, we've got, we've got a five-way spread there. Um, two points covering them. St. George's, Douglas Royal, Onken, Moran and Old Boys at the bottom. Oh, that was what I was going to ask. Um, so you were saying, yeah, peel at peel. Is home advantage... An advantage in the Isle of Man. Because I've always thought, perfectly honest, at the end of the day, it's 11 versus 11. Regardless whether you're at home or away, you don't play any better just because you're at home, or do you? It's hard to say. Uh, at the end of the day, this is grassroots football, but uh, you know it's treated like professional football, and that's fine. I think that's the way it sh uh, should be. But yeah, you know, but, but but is there an advantage? You know, just you know, it's hard to say. It's... You know, when you look at Peel, uh, Corinthians, uh, playing services are really good. You know, at the moment, mm -hmm. St John's pitch is a little bit uh, sticky. Ramsey have had their problems this season. Um, Union Mills, they've got the two pitches up there, but I, I don't think so. It's all down to how the players play on the day and attitudes and also you know yourself Dave you've played sport some days you go out there and you will beat it and the following day you can go out and play golf or whatever mm -hmm. and have, oh, yeah, have an absolute <laughs> that's why golf I never took it on yet <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you've just got to go through but you know home advantage certainly at Peel you, you mm -hmm. can play in front of okay. a big crowd it can help the home supporters but obviously I think as well certainly at Peel I used to love it when I played down there. The shed, the more stick they give you, the more determined it make you to beat them. So mm -hmm. it can backfire. OK, let's talk about Peel then, because they did see off Douglas Royal 3-0 at home today. They have an 11-point advantage. I'm sure not, they're not counting their chickens just yet, but um, they at the moment, as you say, they look favourites to be this year's league champions. Yeah, but when you look at uh, Peel, they've played 15 games now, Dave. Mm. So they've only got nine left. And when you put that into context to teams like Onken, who've only played 10, that's five games more. That's five weeks. That's a month and a bit mm -hmm. that uh, they've sort of played more football. So there could be some blank uh, dates coming up for them shortly. And I think um, there's certainly one coming up soon uh, because the boys are away skiing. Uh, but today it was a good performance all round because uh, clean sheet and uh, the boys, uh, not necessarily all up front, scoring the goals. Israel Dunn's on a Richard Raymer 
run at the moment, scoring goals. He got one. Jacob Robertshaw, I think he's a great player. I mm-hmm. uh, watched them uh, recently in the game against Donkin and played really well that first half. And Taylor Andrews just coming back from injury. He got a goal as well. So a super result. Danny Bell will be happy with that. And I'm sure the boys are enjoying a, a beer tonight, whatever pub they're in. Um, looking at that league table and showing that uh, Peel have played 15 for 38 and Corinthians have played 12 for 27. And Russian have gone into fourth at the expense of St John's uh, yeah. with a great result at home, 3-0. Yeah, that was a game I uh, covered today and, uh, you know, it all started off really with uh, Christoph Lazaridas, who's a really good young player. He's only uh, slight, uh, but he made his way into the penalty area. He was clipped, no doubt about it. It was a penalty. Andy Lodge got it spot on. Spot was pointed to, and uh, he stepped up to the penalty, put it to the goalkeeper's uh, left-hand side. Goalkeeper went right-hand side. 1-0 it was to uh, Russian just after, what, about 5-10 uh, minutes. So the second one, again, I thought it was superb refereeing by Andy Lodge because, um, again, the forward made his way into the penalty area, again caught, but uh, the ball was played as the player was sort of going down. And it uh, came nicely for Jordan Watterson, who stuck it away. And I thought, advantage play, well done to him. And uh, 2-0 it was to Russian, and half-time score stayed at that. St John's hadn't caused too many problems in that first 45 minutes. Uh, Tony Harris probably a couple of times had to make a save. But in the second half, St John's really upped the game. And when you look at Dean Lease and uh, Callum Taggart in there, uh, and also uh, Rothwell, they, they sort of had a go at Russian, but defensively, uh, Russian stood there pretty firm. And uh, again, it was Rothwell who had probably a really good chance uh, to uh, pull one back, but it didn't happen. And then Scott Davies had the best chance for uh, St. John's throughout the game. And he was inside the penalty area, open goal and smashed it right over the top. So that one disappeared. But then substitute uh, Cameron Dudley came on. And then towards the end of uh, the second half, I think it was about seven or eight minutes uh, he scored a, a really good goal. He finished it well. He pulled it to the goalkeeper's right-hand side. Goalkeeper couldn't uh, get two at sticks. And uh, 3-0 it finished. And uh, Russian are flying. That's four wins out of four. Well done to them. And Russian, traditionally one of the better supported teams in the island. Were there, was there a no, crowd there today? I thought it was a little bit light in numbers, to be fair. Certainly start the game, there wasn't many there. A few late arrivals there came in there. But no, uh, I, just, I think it's a bit like Peel. Two of the best supported sides mm. in Max football. Because but because both of them have, or Russian have struggled more this year than Peel. Last year it was Peel who struggled more than Russian. Uh, but uh, hopefully the fans will start coming back in. And the weather, the nights are getting lighter, the weather gets better. Yeah. And uh, hopefully on a Saturday it's nice and sunny and they'll come down and watch. Um, we mentioned Old Boys before against Ramsey. A terrific result really for Old Boys. Um, they have actually slipped to the bottom, but a terrific point at home to Ramsey and... Every point counts, when, uh, especially when there's a, just a two-point spread across five teams at the bottom. You know, you've got St. George's on 11, and then Old Boys, then St. George's in ninth. Old Boys are now 13th on nine. So a cracking point at home for Old Boys against Ramsey. Yeah, it was, and it goes down to, again, it's just determination because, you know, Douglas High School Old Boys uh, don't want to be uh, relegated. And unfortunately uh, for them, squad being depleted a little bit, but younger players have come in. And uh, they've uh, slotted in quite well. And today, haven't got the goal scorers. If you could text us through, please, unless you've got them. Dave, 166, 177. Ramsey, I've just uh, sent a message out, see if we can get that one in. Uh, But uh, 2-2, so that's more points dropped by uh, Ramsey. And when you look at it at uh, the halfway stage of the season, uh, Ramsey could uh, still qualify, I think it is. Long shot for the Railway Cup. Um, So, um, you know, the points are just uh, disappearing now. 
and that puts them on 14 games for uh, 19 points and uh, we'll see if we can get those scores. Which is exactly the same as Laxey played 14 and now got 19 points after a 4-3 win over the defending champions Air United who slip into the bottom half of the table. We have and I don't know if you can get Rob now if we could pick him up. He's not available yet. He's not available no. just yet. It would have been nice to listen to Rob because he sent me a text before saying what an absolute humdinger of a game. Uh, he's watched this afternoon. I watched it on Twitter. Did you? <laughs> it was a cracker. <laughs> you must have watched it all afternoon then because at half-time, Laxey led uh, three goals to one and uh, Brody Patience with two. Ethan Hawley, uh, you know Damien. Well, that's his son, mm. Ethan. Um, he's only just uh, turned 16, but really good player. And you can see a bit of class in him. Better than his dad anyway. Uh, but it was uh, an own goal as well, Harry Reid. And the information I got was absolute belting header mm. uh, into the net to uh, give the points to Laxey. But uh, a right good uh, fight on because I think they got it uh, back to 3-3, I think it was at mm-hmm. one stage. It was, yeah. And then, um, you know, Laxey got that own goal at the end. But Declan Cummins got one. Johnny Lund, who's been a massive asset for uh, United since he's come back into the squad after injury. And uh, Harry Best got the other one. And a message from the boss, Rob Pritchard, was... Thank you very much to Laxey for the great hospitality. Uh, obviously, celebrity being down there covering the game and well looked after, wined and dined, and he really appreciated it. Brilliant. OK, let's move on to DPS Limited Division 2. And uh, let's have a look. maybe start with St Mary's because they had a good home win, solid one over Douglas and District 3-0. Yeah, they did. And if we can get the goal scorers, please, if uh, anyone could... Uh, Text are through because I don't think they've arrived yet. No, they haven't. Uh, but um, it was 1-0 at half-time. So That's right. Nice and yeah. tight, Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, D&D, credit to them. Let's have a look at this because, you know, St Mary's at the top of the table and when you look at Douglas and District, Mid-table. they're yeah. seventh. Mm-hmm. And when you look back at the ECAP FA Cup, which we've got the first round next, next week, mm-hmm. is that uh, D&D beat Union Mills. So they're in a bit of form at the mm-hmm. moment, D&D. Mm-hmm. I know they got nothing out of today's game, but I would say a 3-0 defeat by against the top side is not really a defeat, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little bit daft, but good performance by them. But uh, St Mary's, another three points. And good for St Mary's because obviously they missed last year. Um, they now have a four-point lead at the top. They play two games more than their nearest rivals. But um, in terms of where St Mary's, they needed to be top of DPS Limited Division 2 this season. And that's going their way after what's you know after missing a year out and having been champions before that. I'm glad you asked this question, Dave. Um Absolute credit to them and um, a credit to the clubs, to be fair, because when um, St Mary's reapplied to come into the league, uh, there was just total support across the board by fellow clubs to uh, include St Mary's in the fixes this year. Okay, they've taken some players away from a couple of clubs, but one of the clubs, three or four of the St Mary's players had gone to the club and then transferred back, which is totally in their rights to do. And um, just a little bit of sad news today that, you know, and it just shows you how thoughtful St Mary's are that um, tomorrow they were going to have a, a breakfast for, you know, people who have helped them throughout right. to get the season going and everything. And, um, you know, the media and everything was invited, some close fans. And unfortunately, um, that's been cancelled because of a, a loss of uh, one of the senior members of St Mary's. Cancelled, uh, not postponed, family. but actually yeah, it's been postponed. It's, it's oh, gonna, oh, right, OK. Yeah, yeah, it's it going to be reorganised again, but obviously it's not the right time now. But, um, you know, credit to everybody there. You know, Josh Evans, Alex Harrison, Anthony Dooley, and everybody else who have played their part in getting this successful club, because let's face it, 
you know, St Mary's just before COVID, so uh, mm -hmm. we're talking 2019, mm -hmm. were champions. And when the season was expunged, I think it was 2021, uh, St Mary's had a great opportunity and looked in place to win it for the second time. And then to just lose everything was a crying shame. But now they've got it back on track and um, it's looking good for them with both teams top of the... Well, uh, right up on the top mm -hmm. part of the league. I mean, just to put maybe a little bit on it, Douglas and District are one of the newer teams in Manx football, not 20, 30 years so since they formed St Mary's. This year, it's their 130th birthday formed in 1893. Yeah, it is. And to keep that going, and uh, you look back at people, I worked with them closely at the FA, Pat Gorman, absolutely tremendous. And uh, there's a few before that who I never got to meet, but I heard an awful lot about them. And it takes a lot to run a football club and um, they've just worked so, so hard to get it. And to get two teams back in from their first season just shows it can be done. Mm -hmm. So those clubs out there at the moment who are struggling a little bit, You've just got to get a plan on how to entice players to come back to you. Right. I've been looking forward to this one because on. I really want to talk about this now. Right. Um, it's the team that is in second place. And for me, so far, team of the season. Definitely. I mean, because ever since I've been involved in football 40 years now, or, you know, taking an interest in playing, what have you, they were always down at the bottom. But what is going on at Michael United where they win 8-0 today? They are second in the DPS Limited Division 2, on four, you know, I mean, they've still got a load of games to go. However, still on for promotion to the top division. Um, I'm not even sure whether they've actually ever been in the top two. They have, yeah. Yeah, so, but um, what is going on at Michael United? What is, because at the end of the day, it's a, you know, it's a small village team. I mean, I know a lot of teams are small and what have you, but um, but Michael United, not traditionally a big team, not traditionally a top-tier team, but here they are today, winning by 8-0, second in the league. They've only dropped four points, well, yeah. five points really, all season. I watched them against uh, Mike, uh, St Mary's Michael United at, at the bowl, and I think it finished up a draw, and it was a terrific game, a terrific spectacle for Division 2. And Michael Caller, who's always been a big part of Michael Football Club, uh, it was about three or four years ago. Um, he, he sort of came back into it. He's a good coach, nice guy. And it just seems to have fanned everything to to go the way they wanted it to. Uh, they've had some really good signings in there. Have uh, they brought in from other clubs then, yeah? Yes and no. You know, they're, they're not household names. And also, Michael United are not a team that have youngsters development from to my knowledge anyway. There's never, you never, you know, it's rare you see them with a, with a youth team, etc. you know. But they've got some young players coming through mm. nowadays because, you know, people who are around that area have joined them and absolute uh, credit to them. And when you look at uh, today, Liam uh, Kane got uh, five and I've got uh, just a, a text message in here from Michael uh, just to say that, uh, well, let's give it details to it. Michael yep. United, eight, Douglas Athletic, nil. Uh, Liam Kane with five, Kieran Lane with one, Jacob Langton and an own goal. And his uh, honest view of the game was a great dominant performance from the Green Army with their biggest win of the season, man of the match, Liam Kane. 30-odd players training, week in, week out. Club is bouncing at the moment. Lots of hard work in training. Lads love it. We train hard and level. And detail of coaching is highest I have uh, ever been involved. And, you know, well done to everybody involved. And it is because I watched them against St Mary's. And can Michael play a part in getting promoted into the Canon Life Premier League? Yes, they can. Yeah, and will they survive? Will they be strong enough? It's like everything else. That, that like um, Corey's name is the goalkeeper. When I watched him, 
And I even indicated, if he plays like that every week, FC Alaman should look at him. Mm. Um, he's not, well, I say not young. Uh, I'll guess that he's around the 30 mark. Right. Um, but age is nothing. It's, no, it's, it's form, not. you know, et cetera, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I thought he was superb, Dave, mm-hmm. when I watched him. And, um, you know, credit to them because, again, you know, Manx football, when you look at it, it's one or two clubs at the moment who are down on, on com- uh, first teams and combis. Just take a leaf out of the book of Paul Rose, Castletown, um, and just Braddon. You know, only a few years ago, Braddon were really struggling with one mm. team. And you look at Micah United, it's a catchment area. And for whatever reason, uh, they're feeling the love at the moment with the people around there because the players are signing for them and they're going well. And it's a brutal place to play as well, isn't it? On that pitch up there. It's <laughs> Yeah, but it's, I, as I, I'm sure I've told you this before. I remember playing there many years ago. Really strong wind blowing in. Yeah. And uh, oh, no, it's actually, it was blowing off. It was going out towards the sea. And our keeper was struggling with the goal kicks. I said, oh, OK, I'll take one. So put my foot right through it, boom, off it went up and it got to the halfway line. It was rising and rising and rising. It got to the halfway line, everyone was running after it and next thing, the wind caught it, back it came, boom, but <laughs> everyone changed direction and it landed on the edge of the penalty area. It was, as I say, I always think it was a... So to get lads to want to play up there, you know, in, that, in those Siberian conditions, it's great. It's well done to the club it and, is. you know, we wish them every success. Definitely, absolutely. Okay, um... Yes, Braddon, they keep the pressure on, though. Still in third place, a 5-2 win away at Castletown. Yeah, that's a huge result for Braddon. And unfortunately for them, uh, when they lost, was it last week, the week before, it's cost them dearly. But today, um, I think that's a bit of a bonus three points for them. The only problem is, um, you know, Castletown has still got uh, three games in hand on Braddon. And, um, you know, OK, Braddon now have gone ahead of uh, Castletown in the league. But that's a huge, huge shock. That's on par with Moran and Corinthians. That. Rob Tier, Nathan Cardi were the goal scorers for Castletown. But for uh, Braddon, person that I spotted uh, when I watched him against St Mary's, Joe Burrows, I'd like to see him develop. I think he's a really good player. He got two. Callum Holden's been scoring goals. Nick Harvey, we know what he's capable of. And again, he's got his name on the score sheet today. And uh, Reese Lake got the other one. So, super result. Tight at half-time, Dave. 1-1. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we had uh, four or five goals in the second half. But uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but that's a statement from Braddon. We're back on track. And um, next week, uh, they've got no game because they've still yeah. got an outstanding cup game to play, which hopefully will be the week after against uh, Ramsey or Corinthians. OK, and Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys still in with a slight chance of promotion thanks to their 4-2 win at Colby. Yeah, they have, and uh, it was 3-1 at half-time. Speaking to Dickie Gale before, you know, Ramsey Youth Centre deserved it. Damian Wood with uh, two goals. Uh, Jamie Brew got one and uh, Corey Cassidy uh, got the other one. Once again on the score sheet, Jordan Edge for uh, Colby. And Dave Thomas got the other one. And... Um, Unlucky, Ollie. I'll have me bacon sandwich on Monday from you. Thank you, because you lost the bet. Unfortunately, the game between Foxdale and Governors was postponed. Uh, let's rattle through, because we'll be going down to Rob Pritchard very soon for FC Isle of Man to get some team lineups. Uh, let's go into Canada Live Combination 1. And uh, Russian United still top of the table, a 3-1 win at St. John's. Yeah, the information we had through that, it might be uh, 2-0 down. It's, uh, you know, about 20 minutes from the end, but uh, certainly today... Uh, Russian had to work hard for this one because St John's led at half-time 1-0. Uh, Russian's uh, goal scorer was uh, Joe Reid got two, one from the penalty spot. Andrew Hughes uh, got the other one. Uh, Josh uh, Todivera, uh, I think it is, uh, got sent off just before half-time for Russian. So Russian played all the second half with 10 players. 
But uh, St John's uh, couldn't get any more goals. Haven't got their scorer, but it finished up. League leaders rushing three, St John's won. And Ramsey beat uh, Old Boys 5-0. Yeah, that's a good result uh, for uh, Ramsey there. And it was uh, uh, goals by, if I've uh, got it here somewhere, combination uh, one is Anthony Bale got two. Uh, Tom Hall got two goals and uh, Ashley Scott got uh, one from the penalty spot. 2-0 at half-time, 5-0 result. And Peel won 3-0 away at Douglas Royal. Yeah, and uh, with Peel on that one, it was uh, going to be a good battle this because Douglas Royal have got uh, a reasonable team on their days when they're all available. Uh, but uh, Ryan Higgins got one, Joe Crookall got a goal and uh, Will Brown got the other one. So that keeps Peel in touch at the top of the table with Russian, but... People are just looking for Russian to drop uh, some points somewhere. They need a defeat or maybe two for, to get them a little bit closer. A close game at Bala Fletcher. Corinthians just seeing off around 2-1. Yeah, it was. And uh, it was uh, Nigel Moody still chipping away. He got <laughs> one. And uh, an own goal. Haven't got my own's goal scorer. And uh, finally, 10 goals up north as Laxey beat A United 7-3 away. Yeah, that's the only information I've got. So if you could text us through, please. 166-177, Air or Laxey. And we'll give the guys a mention, but that's a great result for Laxey. OK, going on to DPS Limited uh, combination. Uh, St Mary's with a 3-0 win at Douglasson District. Yeah, 2-0 up at half-time. Uh, Rob McGinn got uh, one of the goals. Uh, Kieran Smith got one. And uh, Paddy Cooper in the combination today got the third one. So keep St Mary's in touch with their Ramsey Centre and uh, they'll just keep uh, chipping away. I know Dean Kinley scored four for Malou as they beat uh, Castletown 5-2. Um, and, yeah, 5-2 in the Southern Derby. Yeah, on Kamada, uh, that's Jack's uh, younger brother, uh, he got a goal for uh, Castletown. He's been playing in the goal, in goal sorry, for a couple of uh, games recently, but uh, Kyle Watson got the other one. Uh, a big win for Ramsey Youth Centre and all boys, 11-1 over Colby. Huge, and when you look at that uh, combination... Uh, two, Dave. Uh, Ramsey Youth Centre are having a right good go, aren't they? Because they're top of the table. And uh, with Ramsey Youth Centre now going on 30 points, you've got Malou on there, 29. And uh, St Mary's on 28. What a battle is appearing there. And then fourth spot have only uh, got uh, 18. But uh, today for uh, Ramsey Youth Centre, we were 5-1 up at half-time. Uh, Jack Thornham uh, got the goal for Colby from the penalty spot. But even Johnston was the star of the show. He got five. Uh, Sean Macon got one, Aaron Broad, Ryan uh, Quiggs, Matty Boyd, Adrian Skabuka and uh, Joseph Deva uh, Delaney got the other one. So a terrific result there for Ramsey Centre. And we don't have a result for Jims against Paul Rose? Uh, we've got Jims and Paul Rose. Great. And um, Evergreen, David Priestnell, he bagged uh, two for Pulley. Uh, JP Joyce got the first one and Wes Gibson got the other. So what was the score? 4-0. Ah, 4-0 to Paul Rose. Yep. OK. OK, let's, uh, it's now half, just gone half past five. We're half away, half an hour away. Uh, don't go away just yet, though, Tony, because yep. we're going to go down to Rob Pritchard at the bowl and see if we can get some latest team news for FC Isle of Man, who take on Squiresgate this evening. Good evening, Rob Pritchard. Good evening, Dave. Thanks very much. Yes, under the floodlights at the bowl, where two teams 
looking for vital points will face off in just under half an hour's time. FCR of Man on the back of three straight defeats at the start of 2023 face fellow NWCFL Premier Division strugglers Squires Gate from six o'clock tonight. We'll first off bring you the starting 11s for both sides, starting with the home side, FCR of Man, with a couple of names in particular that might stand out. In goal, it's number one, Ben Wilkinson, and then it's number two, Carl Clark, number three, Owen Sherrod, number four, Ryan Burns, Number five, Alex Maitland. Number six, Ronan McDonnell. Number seven, Steve Whitley. Number eight, and the captain, Frank Jones. Number nine, Sean Doyle. Number 10, Tiernan Garvey. And number 11 is Jacob Crook. The substitutes for FC Alderman. Number 12, Tom Creer. Number 14, Jack McVeigh. Number 15, Carl Watson. Number 16, Phil Kelly. And number 17 is Michael Williams. And for the visitors from Blackpool, Squires Gate in goal, it's number one, Nathan Pennington. And then it's number two, Daniel Gray. Number three, Ryan Riley. Number four, and the captain, Rowan Chambers. Number five, Alex Welsh. Number six, Nathan Bartram Conway. Number seven, Ryan Moore. Number eight, James Boyd. Number nine, Theodore Ball. Number 10, Nathan Cliff. And number 11 is Callum Sandal. Substitutes for Squires Gate. Number 12, Kieran Jones. Number 13, Pascal Jungo. Number 14, James Hughes. Number 15, Christopher Webster. And number 16 is Gary Pett. Your referee this evening is Ethan Murray. And his assistants are Anthony Page and Jack Malin. Well, these two sides have some rather unwanted records over the last six games, FC Isle of Man in particular. They currently have, over the last six games, the worst record in the NWCFL Premier Division. One win and then five defeats. But Squires Gate, they don't fare too much better. One win, one draw and four defeats. Means that with these two teams towards the bottom of the table and just four points from the relegation zone going into today, points are more valuable than ever. Squires Gate, though, they will have been boosted by their cup performance in midweek, and that was against second-place side in the league, Within Town. Squires Gate, 3-1 winners away at Within Town at Eric Stan Park, so that is no doubt going to boost confidence going into this one. For FC Isle of Man, we're looking at the team. There is one name that stands out in particular. Sean Doyle, after nearly six months out through injury, is back in the squad and starting this evening. We can confirm reports that were circulating around lunchtime around the selections. Uh, Furo Davies, who was originally in the squad for tonight, he is no longer taking part after tweaking a neck muscle in training on Thursday. Therefore, he's replaced at the last second by Jack McVeigh, who starts on the bench. Another significant name returning, of course, is midfielder Michael Williams, played a key part in FC Alleman's promotion campaign last season. He starts on the bench after a lengthy injury layoff himself. So just how will these two teams approach this game? Will they go hell for either looking for the three points or will we expect a cagey affair with neither side at this stage not really able to afford to lose any more ground on the teams around them. FC Alleman versus Squires Gate kick off at 6pm. We'll have full live match commentary on Manx Radio AM 1368 and digital from that time. Excellent. Thank you, Rob Pritchard. Uh, looking ahead to FC Isle of Man this evening, taking on Squires Gate. You'll be hearing live commentary, as Rob said, from 6 o'clock. Um, however, I need to speak to Tony Meppen because tomorrow, big game in the Isle of Man, uh, the Canada Life Floodlit Cup for women. Uh, last week I said it would be Douglas Royal <laughs> against Corinthians. However, it's not. Uh, it's uh, Peel against Corinthians. I noticed you didn't answer my text, Dave, because we had... Uh... Oh, do you know, I did, sometimes <laughs> I get a text and I'm like, oh, I'm just too busy to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think uh, the way it went, okay, the Onk and Corinthians game um, was... Uh, you know, Corinthians just a little bit ruthless, if you like. I, to be honest, I think uh, Onken just too many mistakes and they were punished for them. Yeah. You know, that was it. I, when I, I, just watching as a fan, I was just too many times they were trying to play out the back 
and Corinthians are too good a team for them to play against. They should really... I know we don't want to see the ball getting hoofed as much, but unfortunately, I just thought maybe Onken should have been getting the ball out of there half as much as they can. But uh, and but Corinthians were just ruthless. Yeah, you know? they they've got some strong players in there, Corinthians. But the thing is with Onken, they're young. Their heads dropped. Yeah, mm. they're the young Dave, so they're gonna bounce back from that. But uh, when you look at uh, the other one, Douglas Royal and Peel, um, you know Peel Peel were on it big time. Peel that first half performance. I mean, I've not watched a great deal of women's football. For, for me, that was the best performance I've seen by any women's side on the Isle of Man. Yeah, and they, what... they played brilliantly. They played the ball with precision, enthusiasm. That worked. They were, you know, it was. If you could watch it as a video, it's absolutely fantastic. The work rate, everything, talking to each other. The girls were absolutely brilliant. And as I say, that's for me the best performance I've seen from any girls team ever. Yeah, and that's what happens because, you know, I don't want to put any pressure on them, but uh, we're in the Ireland Games, men and women, and um, I think the women can win gold because the the young girls that are there are quality. Uh, the experience of people like uh, Becky Corkish, Elna Gorn, uh, you've got others in there as well who've got so much to offer to support them young players. And I just uh, think it's... It, it looks really good, Dave. Mm. That first week of July when they go is going to be an awesome trip for them. And I just think tomorrow is set up for a really good I think good so. It's, I, think, I really think it would be. Yeah, if Listen, if anyone's at a loose end tomorrow, 2.45, kick-off down at the bowl, uh, you'll see a cracking because they are the two best teams. Douglas Royal went into that game on in form, you know, and yeah. they were looking strong lately. But Peel just took them apart. And you could see some of the Royal players got frustrated, you know, yep. the, the way it went because I think they... As I did, I thought they were in with a chance, but Peel 4 0 up at half time, absolutely terrific. And like Lucy Barnett, yeah. Leah Clegg, young girls like that, amongst the experienced ones you've just mentioned as well. Uh, it's And again, you've got the Corinthian side um, with young players as well Stevie Mallon, Emily Rawlins, Erin Sells, and I don't know if um, Shannon Groves is going to be back. Shannon's not there, she's, she's away. She's still, still away, so yeah. th- that'll be a big loss for Corinthians. So tomorrow, is, that is a game you just cannot call. You can't, and uh, I just wonder what uh, Rory Mooney and uh, Dom Dawson are going to do with that because do they play Casey at the back, Casey Hosel? I am Or do they there. leave her in midfield because Casey's uh, been in rich uh, vein of form in front of mm-hmm. goal lately, but, you know, uh, Shannon's a big loss at the back, and that's why uh, it's up to them too mm-hmm. what they discuss it. But, um, you know, do you go for it or do you defend? But terrific uh, game set up and... You know, Dave, you were there last night. I've got to ask you, at the women's meeting... There was this, well, I wanted to bring this up because the right, one thing okay. I've been wanting to speak to you for ages about actually is coaching and things like that. And I'm going to put that on the back burner because there was a meeting last night. We've only got a couple of minutes really to yeah. talk about this when it needs a lot more than two minutes on Manx Radio to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, uh, there was all sorts of discussions whether women's football will be played in the summer, whether it should be played in the winter, etc., to try and encourage more girls, women to play football in the Isle of Man. I mean, we're now looking at six teams, possibly next season, the way things are going, it could only be five teams. Yeah. Well, you know, last night the meeting finished, what, just before 10? And then we had another meeting after that, mm-hmm. and it was now 11 o'clock before mm-hmm. uh, we made our way home and taken on board. We've done a little bit of work on it again this morning. Um, we've got a bit of a plan uh, to go through what we're going to do. There's um, an eight-a-side or nine-a-side, whatever's decided, competition coming up at half-term, which we're going to run just to try and get new players in um, to, you know, take up the ball, if players. you like, or old players mm. to play because, you know, women's football on the Isle of Man struggling a little bit and we want to try and make it as good and as strong as we can. But we, as an FA, we can't do it on ourselves. We need the players to buy into it. 
more importantly, we need the clubs to buy into it. Just, uh, I'm going to put you on the, well, I say because I don't know this myself, Are, is there any women representation at the highest level in the Art of Man Football Association? I'm talking about like the FA Council, etc., like that. Is Are there actual females, women? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's four. Wendy Kane, who's very uh, active on the committee. She's really good. Uh, Karen Walker's absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. So, the, uh, so I'm saying... Leslie the, Leather, yeah. so there's loads of representation. So the, the Art of Man FA can't be you know, accused of just being an all-male, blah, 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 blah. No chance. And because there's also talk of maybe a women's committee now being formed? Yeah, yeah. We've done some work uh, on that again this morning and I'm going to be in touch with people. I think um, what needs to be understood that the Isle of Man FA run football on the Isle of Man Mm -hmm. and um, names were were put forward last night and as far as I know, uh, every single one, um, I've got the opportunity to come on that committee. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, um, the work was done this morning, Dave. I don't want to preempt because we haven't spoken to everyone, but uh, we we want to get that up and running in the next couple of weeks. It's important because um, I just feel after last night's meeting, even though it was a bit feisty at times, um, I think there's there is positive. Well, that's in good there. because I mean feisty is good because yes. it shows people care. Yes, exactly. And um, you know, with the summer football, my personal view is if it's going to happen, I think. This year is too quick. Yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to be 24, 25, because we've got Allen Games here this year. But um, I just think there's enough there. I just It's hit a wall. Mm. Now let's see if we can build it back up again and everyone work together. Just very briefly, because I know you've got to go, it, talking about summer football and then maybe not having football from like October to Christmas, is there a, a, a concern there that because then the girls aren't doing any football, they could end up doing other sports and they could even... The football could lose them to other sports. Well, definitely, because when you look at Malou, that's just been an absolute dream story. Yeah, they came from hockey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And hockey's still going now, and football's still going. Mm-hmm. Malou, as far as I can remember, have played every fixture. So it's not proved a problem for uh, them. And also, I think, just on Malou, I think pretty much every... I mean, I know there's one came from Onken. They didn't poach from other clubs. I mean, we've lost Union Mills, unfortunately. You yeah. know, Castletown are really struggling to get players, you yeah. know. Um, but Malou, in, in those terms, you know, it's not a case of, oh, Malou, they've just pinched everyone else. No, they didn't. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are, are uh, hockey players. But what impressed me when I watched them is because they play hockey, they're fit. Yeah. So when they came into football, even though they don't maybe know the correct way positioning is the worst. Because mm-hmm. they actually um, read the game really well. And I was pleasantly surprised with Malou. And they're a team that can build... From there, and the camaraderie is fantastic. And I think I think there's at least two players in that blue team that Wayne Lissy should be looking at for the Isle of Man squad. Yeah, I think you know, uh, Wayne's doors open for anybody mm. because uh, when you look at one now, I've spotted one. I think uh, Ruby Palmer is definitely worth. Oh yeah, bringing she's, in the squad. She's just she plays for Onken. She's just turned 16. sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Um, so bring her to the squad, mm-hmm. let her train, but not tell them Wayne how to do no, his exactly. job. exactly. Yeah. We all have our opinions exactly, and, yeah. and we want to have I them. mean, I, I think Kerry Williams in Malou's goal is a fantastic keeper. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And the other, uh, Ashley Lacton, how do we say it, Ben? Lactonict, is it? Um, I can't... Uh, yeah. Yeah, good question. All right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but she is yeah, yeah. really good, you know, uh, a little bit raw, loads of speed, 
you know, etc. Yeah. As I say, and, and other players as well. But anyway, Malou is a great success story. As we were talking with Michael United and the men, Malou have been a great yeah. success story for the women. Tony, you have really got to go. And we've got to crack on with rugby and hockey okay. yet as well. So thanks to Tony Meppham. You'll be hearing him very soon with Rob Pritchard down at the bowl. But uh, first of all, though, um, hopefully we'll have a better line this week than we had last week with Dave Christian to give us a roundup of today's rugby. Good evening, Dave. Yeah, good evening, Dave, and uh, I think we will have a better line tonight. I think we found out what the problem is, but uh, we'll crack on nonetheless. Um, difficult day for Douglas and Vagabonds today, away in their English club's championships. There was no joy for Douglas at Birkenhead Park. They were outgunned 49-0, with Birkenhead Park keeping their noses just inside the promotion hunt. The bonus point win takes Birkenhead Park up to fourth place in the regional two northwest standings. Douglas, however, dropped to ninth after close rivals Winnington Park picked up some points in their game against Vale of Loon. Douglas now have the luxury of a week off before uh, high-flying Bowden visit Portishee on the 11th of February. There was a similar story for Vagabonds away at Thornton Cleveley's this afternoon when they went down 47-0 in Counties 3, ADM, Lancashire and Cheshire. Vagabonds now occupy bottom spot in the standings and are six points adrift after fellow strugglers Berry and Port Sunlight both picked up bonus points. Vagabonds have just four matches left to play. Two of those are against the top sides Hoylake and Garstang and their opportunities for points are becoming increasingly limited week by week. Uh, fingers crossed for Vagabonds, a big job ahead if they're going to avoid relegation. In the Ravenscroft Manx Trophy, there was just one game today uh, down at Balakilia Park. The fixture at uh, Portishee with Eastern Barbarians, Ramsey Reds and Castletown has been postponed. That will be played next Saturday. The game we were at and we covered it for Saturday Live was Southern Nomads Whites against Ramsey's Blues and Western Vikings. Um, Nomads opened their account with a 36-22 win. It was their first game in the Manx Trophy. And uh, they opened up strongly. Uh, tries from Kieran Madrill, Finn McGregor, Sam Kenyuk and Mike Evans, plus a Mark Young conversion, saw them go into a 22-0 lead after just 20 minutes. Sam Tarpey and Brandon Atchison both crossed for Ramsey, and after Atchison converted his own try with the last kick of the first half, the Nomads' lead was just 22 points to 12. Early in the second half, Nomads scored again. Harry Curran try converted by Mark Young extended the lead lead. Ramsey hit back though with Richmond double and with five to play Nomads led 29-22 just seven points in the match. There was no grandstand finish though a lung busted break from Mike Evans gave Nomads field position and Harry Corrin crossed for his second to make the game safe. Thank you Dave Christian. So we now move our attention to hockey uh, and it's been a fantastic day in the art of man. Do we start with the big story of the day, Ben Cunningham? Go on, let's do it. Yeah, Castletown beating Vikings 4-0. How did they manage to achieve that, Ben? Well, the men's A did it against Vikings men's A, so their ladies really must have took some tips in that from their men's A. Um, I, I couldn't believe it when the score came in. I, I had to refresh the, the message <laughs> make sure, yeah, to make sure it, it wasn't, I wasn't around. being it wrong, but mm. credit to Castletown A. Um, Hannah Lees with a goal, Evie Watson, Helena Allen and Al Callow with goal each. But that is a huge result. And the reigning champions yet again slip up again. So what does that do? I mean, I, 
Well, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that in a moment because we'll mention Castletown B's 2-2 draw with Valkyres first. Yeah, that was yeah. the game I covered. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that game. Uh, oh, what a game. What a game. Um, 1-0 at half-time to Valkyres A. Um, Ellen Roberts got the uh, goal there that took them, gave them the lead at half-time. And then second half got underway and Valkyres scored within four minutes from the, the restart. And you thought... Maybe that might just dent Castletown a bit and just heads down. No, Castletown just came alive, basically. And uh, Eden McCubbin got the first goal, which made it 2-1. And then Ruby McCubbin made it 2-all, right on the post, right in the, in the right place at the right time. And then Castletown had a chance to snatch the win right at the end with a short corner, mm. but just couldn't convert it, and it ended 2-all. But what a game. And... I will quote this. This is from the Castletown keeper. She said it another way, but I'm not. I won't say it how she said it. Mm. But um, she goes, "I never, I've never panicked so much in my life." <laughs> and I, I, that must have been when it was too old. Mm. But yeah. Um, but she was the man of the match today. Oh, absolutely. The player unreal. of the match. Yeah, player of the, <laughs> yeah, player of the match. Absolutely unreal today. Brilliant performance and what a game. Um, so what does all this do to the table? Uh, Table-wise, I, I would love to give you it, but oh. my, my phone is refusing to let oh, me uh, okay. load it up. So, unfortunately, technology is beating us. But, uh, yeah, but certainly um, Vikings losing to Castletown. Yeah, that's that's going to very much open this league and Castletown B getting their first points and holding uh, Valkyries, B, uh, Valkyries A mm-hmm. as well. That's, yeah, it, this ladies' Premier League is already... Looking very close. Brilliant. That's what we want. Yeah. Uh, so let's move to the men's this time, where we can get the men of the match. Uh, Vikings, <laughs> uh, the early push-off was a 6-2 win over Backers B. Yeah, 6-2 win for Vikings. I had a feeling Backers B might have uh, had a hard game today. Uh, Dom Hubble with three, Josh Dougal with one, Will Brideson with one, and John Cooper for Vikings A. And then for Backers B, it was James Lease and Luca, Luca Parto. Okay, and then the game uh, up north uh, between Ramsey and Valkyrie is a two-two draw, and that's a really big point for Ramsey. Eh? They've they've suffered two very big defeats so far this season, and to get a draw out of uh, Valkyrie's A, eh, who have looked really strong this season so far, is a very good achievement. Uh, John Parkinson with one, and Jan, uh, Jan Kane with one for Ramsey A. Eh? And then for Valkyrie, it was John Grove Jackson and Chris Cardwell. Uh, backers beating Castletown 4-0. Yeah, 4-0 win for Backers. Eh? They continue their uh, unbeaten run. Elliot Reed, Rob, uh, Callum Robb, Luca Parto again. So that's two goals for him in the day. So good work there. And Jamie Brown with a goal for himself. Okay, so uh, men's Premier League pretty much going as you'd expect. Yeah, it's going as it as you'd expect at the minute. I mean, Vikings A obviously did lose out to Castletown A, so that mm. has made the gap at the top. But when Backers A meet Vikings A, who knows what could happen? They could maybe close that gap or Backers maybe get the win and extend the gap. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Ladies Division 1, all late kickoffs today, so we weren't able to give you any results at 5 o'clock. Uh, I have at 10 them, to 6, we can, starting with Valkyries B against Harlequins out in the west of the island. And it finished 1 1. Um, so that's a, a big result because Harlequins A, for the last two weeks, have been scoring goals left, right, and centre. And today they've been held to a 1 all draw. Uh, for Valkyries B, it was Emma Miller, and for Harlequins A, it was Rachel Middleton. 
And the other game uh, at the same time, but down at Castle Russian, was between Vikings B and Ramsey. And that was a 6-0 win for Ramsey A. Uh, just the result they really wanted today to get their first win of the season. Um, uh, Christina Kameen with three, Victoria Garner, Charlotte Brooks and Sophia Crossgabe, all with goals each. And then we move on to the backers C and B teams who met at King Williams. Yeah, this game's currently still in progress. Um, we've had a bit of a rejig this week um, because of the pitch availability at King Williams College. So this game's still in progress at the minute. And um, thanks to Lucy, who's updated me, at the moment it is still 2-0 uh, to, um, I think it was Backers it, be B. B. It would be you, would imagine. I'll just double check. Yeah, still 2-0 to Backers mm. B. Okay, and uh, but that can't be far away from finishing. It can't I've, be far away, so hopefully Lucy might maybe update us very shortly, but we'll, we'll wait Stay and see. Stay tuned. Okay. Um, Let's go to men's division one. Um, they'll all be showered and changed after this one. They started off at 11 this morning. So Valkyries B with a 6-2 victory over Harlequins B out at Peel. Yeah, this this was an end-to-end game. I mean, both texts from both team captains have said what an end-to-end game. The scoreline really doesn't say what the game, like how close the game was. Uh, Michael Deal with two. Uh, Ali Fabiano with one, Steve Cartier with one, Mike Fowles with one, and Bruce Gimbert with one for Valkyries B. And then for Harlequins B, it was Oren Blakemore and Peter Norton. And also uh, Harlequins A team finding the net seven times against Vikings C. Yeah, I umpired this game, and uh, Harlequins were really, really strong with their passing today. You know, credit to them. And Vikings gave them a run and for their money, but Harlequins were just that uh, stronger today. Uh, Ronan Santanatolio with three, Oren Blakemore with two, uh, Matty Carey with one, and Corey Corkill with one for Harlequins A. And then for Vikings C, it was Richie Gelder. Let's move on then to Ladies Division 2, Castletown C, seeing off Harlequins B 3 0. Yeah, Kitten uh, Gubbins with two, and Kira Cooper with one, and that's a nice uh, 3 0 victory for Castletown C. And their D team were also triumphant 2-0 against Viking C. Yeah, uh, Case, we, we were trying to pronounce the last name before. I don't know, are we going to have another attempt? Is it Ashley? No, oh, it's uh, Casey. Oh, is it it's a, it's a sister, I is it? I, be, I think it might be a sister, I'm yeah, not too sure. Not, yeah. Um, but yeah, Casey with a goal and Jen, uh, Jenna Gellin with a goal for Castletown D. And that makes that league really interesting because the two Castletown teams are pretty much neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Ramsey B, 5-0 victors over Valkyrie C. Yeah, strong performance from Ramsey B. I actually thought Valkyrie C might have um, got this one, but credit to Ramsey B, they've uh, proven me wrong. Uh, Becky Weirman with three, uh, Lee Gell with one, and Kiri Crane with one goal for Ramsey. Okay, uh, time's a little bit against us. Uh, Men's Division 2, Castletown C2, Backer C1. Yeah, uh, Daniel Cross and Paul Bolt with a goal each for Castown and Christian Davis with the goal for Backers C. Backers Colts against Ramsey B. How did that finish? 3-2 to uh, Ramsey B. Uh, Kyle Crane with one and Dan Stevenson for two for Ramsey B. And Doug Quayle and Dave Partons with goals each for Backers Colts. And we have a minute to squeeze in the mixed under-15s league. Vikings with an 8-4 win against Backers. Alex Stewart with three and Nicole Aston Byrne with one for Backers and for Vikings, it was Jacob Harden, Josh Knight with four, Ollie Nandu with two, and Morgan Bridewood with one goal. 
And at Castletown, the Sabres saw off the Sharks 9-2. Uh, for, for Sharks, it was Casper Grown and Millie Shaw. And for Sabres, it was Robbie Vaughan with six, uh, Bree Colster with one, and Ozendum with two. And finally, Ramsey Rogues and Rascals against Harlequins. 4-0 win for Harlequins. Uh, Caleb Blakemore with one, Jerry Wright with one, Molly Swales with one, and Killiam Downer with one. Excellent. And we've not had a full time through yet, have we? Uh, we've not had a full time no. through, but I will just give this a quick shout out. Yep. Um, big thank you to all the captains and that today. All the scores coming in on time and lots of praise for all the umpires. And yeah, it's great to see.